2: Hello, and welcome to Jokes with Mark Simmons, the podcast where I chat to another comedian about jokes they can't get to work. As always, I am joined by Producer Joel. Hey. Hey, Producer Joel. You seem quite happy. I feel happy. It's sunny. Is that why you're happy?
3: I think it's a large part of my happiness, Mark.
2: Yeah. I mean, I didn't ask. Are you happy? Pretty happy. I'm a pretty yeah. happy guy. Yeah, I- yeah. I've had a right old perk up today. Wow. Yeah. What?
3: Why? Well, did you get some just good? Nice- news? nice. No,
2: it's the weather, mate. Oh, okay. It's just, it's just nice weather. It just gives me a, a lift. I think it's supposed
3: to rain for quite a lot the rest oh, of the week. Oh,
2: don't, don't, don't start that. I'll get a tan, mate.
3: Oh yeah, you are getting a bit of a tan. Yeah. Thanks well, very done. much. I wouldn't have thought with your complexion that was that easy, but.
2: Well, this is an. Ass- you shouldn't make assumptions. Are the mother of all ups, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. So, and I do get a tan. But yeah, I, just have to, I just have to be careful, Joel. I have to cream up,
3: mm-hmm,
1: and, uh, mm-hmm.
2: start with a factor 30 and then just yeah. work my way down. Fair enough. Once my, enough. Once my skin has adjusted. I've never actually had a, a tan. Um, I think my sun cream a huge factor. <laughs> Good stuff. There you go. Lucky boy. Um, about, about,
3: about five minutes ago, I saw you tell that joke on TikTok as well. So
2: You, yes, you invaded my TikTok live yeah well well so, I, I, so basically i was on tiktok live and if those mm. of you that don't know much about tiktok live you go live on tiktok mm-hmm. and uh i do a thing where i just go through um basically odds and sods jokes and yeah. but what it turns into is people just give me a topic and i just do a joke it's a bit of fun and mm-hmm. uh um so I was on that and then a text of yours came up. I couldn't read the text because I suddenly stop on TikTok Live if I come out of it. Um, so I knew you you were sort of bugging me to do the podcast, but I wasn't late, was I, Joel?
3: <laughs> no, you weren't late at all. And
2: then someone, someone what did you say? The first thing, someone popped up saying, hi, I'm Joel or something. Yeah, I just said, hi, love you, Mark, from Joel. Yeah, so I said, oh, I'm actually about to do a podcast with someone called Joel. I didn't know you were on TikTok, Joel.
3: Yeah, yeah. And also,
2: yeah. you've got a weird name on it. You called yourself co- something Cool Joel or something, did you? Yeah. What's well, wrong with that? Well, it's like, are you trying to be cool down with the kids? What are you talking about?
3: Probably- I, I, sw- I call myself that on everything. I think do it's really you? funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like on my PlayStation and stuff like that, I'm Cool Joel. I think it's such a stupid oh. name. <laughs> and the reason is, I used to do I used to work on a podcast called The Football Ramble. Yeah. And one of the hosts, Marcus, they wrote a book, and I got a signed book. And he just signed it Sexy Marcus. And I thought it's such a funny way to refer to yourself. Always <laughs> makes me like So stupid. Oh, uh, so
2: you're cool Joel. Do you want so me to change it from producer to cool Joel from now on? No,
3: no, 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 producer no. Producer no, cool no. Joel? Um, I'll have a think about that. I don't mind that. And joined, as always, by producer cool, cool. Joel. Cool producer Joel. Could,
2: no, I don't, oh, maybe that is, that doesn't sound as good, but I think it's probably better if it doesn't sound as good. Mm. Cool producer, yeah. Joel. Just,
3: don't you think it's funny just to insist on people to call, refer to as being cool? Yeah,
2: I quite like that. It's good, isn't it? Yeah, so I, d- I didn't believe it was you to start with. and I, didn't, And did I, I quizzed you. I said, what's the name of the podcast we're about to do? And yeah. you put Jokes with Joel Grove.
3: Well, you, re- you realise that's the stupidest question because your username is Jokes with Mark Simmons. <laughs> no,
2: Joel, no. No, you're wrong here, Joel. We'd, the actual podcast, we, this, this now, we're not recording a podcast, Joel. We're recording the intros to this podcast and what podcast do we do that not many people might know exclusive to patreon oh 361 jokes five at a time 361 jokes five at a time Mm. and i thought no one other than patreon listeners true true or or die hard podcast listeners would know that would have heard us mention the the patreon but you but you answered by saying jokes with joel grove and then i knew it was you because that's that's a typical you. (laughs) <laughs> it's actually my podcast mark it's not really yours um so uh lovely stuff cool that was a bit of fun wasn't it i quite yeah. like tiktok live and tiktok and those of you thinking to yourself oh, it's just loads of young people dancing it's not just loads of young people dancing TikTok it's mark dancing as well it's, it's, it's this old, oh you mother <laughs> <laughs> it's uh it's me dancing i don't i've never done any dancing on there joe you sure um but it's uh it's it's growing I, i've i've been tip, had a tip from the top about the future of tiktok and it's, it's expanding it's not just aimed mm-hmm. at youngsters and also like when i first started on it you're like oh there are just loads of young people dancing it's a bit weird <laughs> like yeah. but, but but what happens is you won't you end up watching yeah what you watch so i mm-hmm. so I what i love about it i think i might mention this on here before if not you know it's still true uh People upload loads of old comedy clips and things mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. like all, all sorts of stuff, even like clips from chat shows like Graham Norton. And that's just quite fun watching those. Li- yeah, the best exactly.
3: And, and mine has now just become what people eat. All it is is food uh, really? constantly. And I love it. Yeah. Wow. I I've See, I don't see any of that. That's, yeah, that's kind of mad. I think people's TikTok experiences can be really unique. And that is quite cool. And mm. it's actually quite scary how good that algorithm is because you'll watch like two videos of, of, on a certain theme and then 10 seconds later it starts serving you up that kind of content yeah and if Freaks you want to know more
2: out. about this stuff I actually had just recorded a podcast with uh, comedian Freddie Quinn mm-hmm. and uh, which will be out in a couple of weeks and he's very good on TikTok I think he's in the I want to say 250,000 followers he's doing very well wow um, and he knows all about that stuff and we go into it quite a bit so so that's something to look forward to something a bit different um have you well i mean we've been rambling for quite a while we have haven't we well we're going to talk in the outro and then in uh, the other podcast so shall we yeah. shall we we've got to, i'll tell you what this week um this is my comedy mum uh we have on this she's gonna hate me saying that but there's a reason <laughs> and i and i think we mention it in the podcast um but i absolutely love chatting to callie beaton as seen on qi Um, So I reckon let's just get cracking straight away with it Enjoy Let's do it I said the last thing, Joel Enjoy
4: How you doing? How's it going? Good, I'm glad to see you've got the handheld You know, making like it's
2: real It's a real thing, this is important It is
4: important, how's my sound? Have you not got
2: got your handheld?
4: No, I've got this
2: Fine. This yes. I can gonna, hold it in my hand. If you're not going to take it seriously. Yeah, then...
4: I know. You do look the part, and you've got—is the um behind the head? Is that what the young people are doing with the headphones?
2: No. Just well, you. no. It's it's the only way you can do it because one of the strings is longer than the other, so that's a short one. Oh, what are you doing?
4: Mine's just no. Even. Yours,
2: are, yeah, yeah. Yours are even. Mine's one. One's longer than the other why is that so 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 that's why they meant it's got around the back the long one goes around the back knock off i don't know they're not great but but so this is i do my audio separate and then my audio on zoom is back up and then yours is recorded on zoom which doesn't make perfect sense because if yours goes wrong it's just me talking exactly which is all people want yeah, I just do exactly. my my
4: podcast, uh, which I'm just launching. I oh, just do it on Zoom.
2: Straight away. Bang. Yeah, bang. What, what, what are you doing? What is it?
4: Namaste, motherfuckers. <laughs> the only
2: podcast <laughs>
4: where the worlds of comedy, self-help, and business collide. I'm glad you asked.
2: Wow. Comedy, self-help, and, and you've business. turned that into a business.
4: Yeah, I mean, I'd turn anything into a business, Mark, you know me, I don't get where I am today without polishing <laughs> turds and pretending they're diamonds. So yeah, that's uh, that's what I've got going on. Uh,
2: okay, oh, that's cool. And so, so are you calling it motherfuckers? Or are you having some stars in place? I think place we're gonna of...
4: go full fuckers. Yeah, are
2: you? you're allowed to do that?
4: you're allowed to do it i mean no one will sponsor you or promote you or create it but you do what you like yeah great business first lesson yeah no i thought it was a really good idea until i started trying to get sponsors and they were like no we really love it we just can't you know sponsors make with that in the title i
2: didn't know you could do get sponsors before you even start that's that's a good idea Probably well sh- I've
4: done eight of them I just haven't released any yet I'm doing. I'm pretending uh, it's cool. a TV I'm pretending it's like the next you know like Lost or something and that everyone's waiting <laughs> for like season well, everyone one everyone
2: will hate it after a while
4: yeah but that doesn't matter does it because by then they made their money and everyone Sorry. you know you want to be yeah. on everyone's lips even if everyone's like that's the shittest thing I ever heard that's good they're talking <laughs>
2: that's why yeah. I've got you on there
4: yeah <laughs> oh banging them out
2: <laughs> oh the energy I was feeling a bit low energy and now I bang I'm straight in because really? I'm talking to my mum. That's why, isn't
4: it? <laughs> it is. Oh, Do you remember that. We, sh- that we should funny. explain that, shouldn't we? If well, we well, I was are trying we trying recording to about
2: now? It. Oh yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. so it yeah. just records straight away. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I I couldn't exactly remember what happened, but I remember I now call you mum most of the time when I someone see you. Someone
4: <laughs> came in. We were at the top of the stand up pub, like not the top, not on the roof. We were like in a room, and then someone came up to me, and I'd been talking about my son on stage. And then they were like, "Oh, it's really nice that he's here with you." And I was like, "Who?" And he went, "You," because you were headlining, obviously. So you hadn't been on. I was your fluffer. And then they were like, "It's really nice that he comes here with you." And then they said to you, "Do you mind?" And they meant, do you mind your mum saying stuff on stage about you? And you said, No, I like it. <laughs> Did I? <laughs> you fully took on the role <laughs> of my son. And and my son is, you know, my materials about my son being autistic, my autistic, awkward son. And you were just probably. they were like, That's you. <laughs> that is you.
2: <laughs> Especially after my act.
4: Yeah. So um, so it's nice. It'd be nice if you were my son, wouldn't it?
2: Oh, well, yeah. I mean, you'd have had me young, I think. I mean, I, I assume that. Cause you look great
4: oh thank you try not to start digging now how old are you mark is that part of what you're allowed to disclose on your podcast
2: um i can cut that out so beep um 36
4: yeah i'm 52 so i could have had you just well yeah i mean what's that
2: 14 15 16, 16. oh yeah yeah, yeah that's yes yeah. where that's, i'm that's... from in
4: dorset i'd have been a late starter yeah <laughs>
2: Oh, that's nice. I feel like that bonded us.
4: Yeah, I don't think you've ever had that, you had that conversation with anyone else on this podcast.
2: That I look like their son. Well, like
4: whether you'd like to be their child.
2: <laughs> no, no, this is a first, I think.
4: Could be a whole um, new podcast, couldn't it? If I could have one, like Who'd Like to Be My Offspring.
2: Yeah, and yeah. you just get... Would, one person, do... it would just be you, would come on. <laughs> is it just me and you? <laughs> just a one-off. <laughs> Mum and son podcast. <laughs> That's nice, isn't
4: it? It is nice because my own children would rather die than do anything with me behind closed doors or in public
2: if you've got any spare rooms in your house because i need yeah. somewhere to live in london soon
4: yeah 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 uh, in my mansion you could have a whole wing to yourself and, and
2: being that we're related i probably won't pay rent, would you rent you wouldn't need to no you no. just need
4: to not not clear up and tell me to fuck myself if i ask <laughs> you why you haven't done the washing <laughs> up you could do that couldn't you i, could,
2: I, I think you can go fuck yourself
4: <laughs> yeah no you're is, in. That, is that right was that I a bit too smiley noticed.
2: though do i need to be more aggressive
4: no, sometimes they smile through it, sometimes they pretend it's like Law's Bloody Landline. Oh, this why is... have you still got a landline?
2: It's I'm at my parents. Hang um. on. Well, my other my other parents.
4: I like the way you have to sling your behind the head headphones. You sort of sling it around like a lasso, don't you?
2: Yeah, yeah. It makes me feel like a cowboy.
4: It wouldn't work for sort of older people with restricted mobility, would it? They'd be like, they'd need a device to get it around their neck before they could get it in their ear. Old
2: people aren't having cool headphones like these. My
4: dad is full, you know, AirPods, Insta. My dad's yeah, but, rocking yeah, it. Yeah,
2: I know, but granddad is a bit special isn't he <laughs> like he's always it's, that's classic granddad that is <laughs> it's
4: classic granddad yeah granddad will never be cancelled classic granddads. <laughs> I did I'm glad you've said it's your mum and dad's because no offense to your mum and dad's taste it's lovely but it did look more of like your, the sort of stuff around you looked a bit more yeah, just yeah. a little bit of a different age it's range a, it's, a,
2: it's a 500 year old cottage is it so yeah so you can't you can't it can't be too modern no
4: it'd inside. look weird wouldn't it
2: yeah, and I, I can't really stand up straight in a lot of the, the rooms because really? everything's a lot lower. Yeah, because people were shorter 500 My house has ago, got apparently.
4: high ceilings. You'll be very happy here. Oh, I
2: can't wait. This where about ba- where about be your is it? bedroom.
4: Uh, Kentish Town. Oh, I love Kentish Town. Yeah. I lived near there before. Well, do you remember you grew up here, went to the local primary yeah, schools? Yeah, I did. Yeah. That's why yeah. I love it so much. Yeah, yeah. It's like coming home. <laughs> yeah.
2: Oh well, that's good news, isn't it? Yeah, I was—I was literally a stone throw away from there. Lots of nice little gigs. Do you do? I think sort we've of... talked
4: about that. Um, but you— when... did,
2: but didn't you move? Or... No, I've
4: lived here for twenty odd years. In okay, this very then, house.
2: Then, then you've called it Camden before because I thought you had a place in Camden.
4: Uh okay, yeah, I am. Well, I am near the Camden end of Kentish Town, so that's
2: oh, why. Okay, yeah. Mm. And oh, oh, it's all better. coming back to me now. It sounds yeah. better,
4: doesn't it, Camden? It's cooler. Yeah, but I don't know,
2: Kentish—I like—I like Kentish Town.
4: Well, it likes you and it misses you, so hurry back.
2: <laughs> oh, that's nice. Um, so, what's been happening? You've been you've been busy. What's that CD in the background? In do you in mean the my gold frame? disc?
4: That's yeah, what's the CD. The, what's the gold? It's not. You that... it like something I picked up at a service station in nineteen eighty-seven. It's not a CD. <laughs> what is it? What is it? It's from when I worked at MTV. I've worked at MTV on and off over the years, so. Oh, doing yeah. what? Oh, anything. Stealing. Really. You're stealing toilets, post room mainly. Yeah. So that was from one of the times I left.
2: What And what was on it?
4: It just says, "Thank God you've left."
2: Oh really? Yeah. Oh, it's a leave- it was a leaving. It thing. was a
4: leaving. It doesn't actually say "Thank God you've left," but yeah, what it was songs a leaving thing. Um, I don't know. Actually, I should play it, shouldn't I? Because I have got, um, I have got a turntable, so I should, I should check. I'll let you know. Yeah. I'll play it. Oh, I'll great. wreck the fucking thing up. My CD, and mm. I'll play it, and I'll let you know what's on my CD. <laughs>
2: Well, I don't know. I just want to get to grips with what's going to be in my bedroom.
4: Well, it's all going to be moved out when it's your bedroom. Oh, we'll it? put, we're going to put a bed in instead of that table because
2: yeah, you won't want to sleep too, on that table. I'm, I'm a bit big for that table. I think. And
4: this is this looks like it might be a bed, but it's like a sort of... um, like it's a futon. A sort of, it shows long. I don't know
2: if I can get it. Did you see? Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's quite nice. Yeah, it's nice. But you but wouldn't sleep on it. That won't work for me. No.
4: No, it's not going to work for you. But don't worry, we'll make sure you're very comfortable. Oh, my thanks. son's six foot two, so we're oh, used to tall yeah, people. Yeah, I am. I know you are. Both of you are. Both no, my I'm sons. Six,
2: I'm six four, but you know. All right,
4: I need to show off. It's a well. podcast. No one cares. <laughs> so yeah, I've been doing that, and I've taken Lewisham Council to court today, and I won. Oh. I
2: wanted to yeah. take Camden Council to court. Well, well then, I wanted well, it's like
4: Erin, the Erin Brookovich of traffic offences. You're looking you, at right here.
2: It was, I was trying think it was traffic, same as me. Yeah. Oh, what did what happened?
4: I got um I got told not to do a left turn. I got done for doing a left turn in a street where there was a no, there wasn't a no left turn sign. So I thought that's an open and shut case. But yeah. they said no. Once you've turned onto the other road, there is a sign but the sign was like up at tree height and it wasn't a no entry sign and there was nothing to so second. So I was like, so I contested it. Um, I know you, you like comedy gold, like this story on the podcast. So I contested it and they said, um, we're not, you know, no, we're sticking with, we're sticking to our guns, I think was the technical term. And I said, well, so am I. So then they make you go to a tribunal. But the really good news wow. is if you do this during lockdown, you don't actually have to go to the tribunal. You just, they just call you. So if right. I had to go to Lewisham and sit in a room and, mm. you know, use the vending machine and all of that, I wouldn't have bothered. But I thought, what's to lose? And what have we got to do apart from prepare the defence for a Lewisham traffic <laughs> <Jeffrey laughs> tribunal? So I went in very well armed and yet yeah, four minutes open and shut, slam my thing was thrown out and i'm free
2: really did you have like photographic evidence of i had everything i
4: had a witness
2: do you get compensation for that
4: no you get nothing you just don't have to pay 130 quid oh well done it's like a joke without a punchline isn't it it's like yeah and i didn't have to pay my fine
2: (laughs) how did they catch you
4: uh they a on a camera
2: right so there must be loads of people they've done with that
4: I think it's like entrapment. Was yours like that in Camden? Like they're trying to make you do the wrong thing so that they can get the money rather than trying to stop you driving down the roads.
2: No, mine was really annoying. I ran um, over a
4: kid and you were like, what's wrong with that? What was the kid doing in the road?
2: Yeah, you know, he wasn't looking where he was going on the path.
4: Yeah, Um, I'd only uh, had three drinks. Uh, It was early.
2: (laughs) No, it was a parking thing. I, I applied for the parking... When I moved there, I par- applied for the parking permit. And then you send all your details. So you have to send proof of address and then your driver's license and something else. And my driver's license, because I just moved, had my old address on it. But the other two things had the address of the place. So it's so clear that I've just moved there. That's yeah. it, like that's, that's obvious. Yeah. And then they sent an email saying they needed a driver's license with the right address on or something. But that went to my junk, so I didn't see it. And I, my car was in a was parked and being a stand up, if you've got lots of gigs in London, you don't drive anywhere for ages. And then when yeah. I went, I had about five tickets on my car because they just kept going round every day and put an extra yeah. one on there um, and then I had to pay it. And it's they'd... like
4: printing money, isn't it?
2: Yeah, but it was so obvious. And and also once that's, ha- that's happened, uh, if I, if you can then prove that you have lived there for that time, they should yeah. just go, you shouldn't have to pay that.
4: Did you go to a... Because tri- I reckon in a tribunal, you'd have got that one.
2: Oh, says I, me, I like the
4: expert. I'm the tribunal expert <laughs> yeah, now because I've won one. Yeah.
2: Well, if I get parking tickets in Kentish Town, we can we can sort it out. Well, it's
4: Lewisham I've got form with. I feel like now they won't take me. They'll be like, oh, Cali Beaton there. No. We don't want to go up. Because it says, when you get the paperwork, <laughs> it says Lewisham Council versus Cali Beaton. That's like exciting. a proper Hollywood. It was exciting. <laughs> so I know I've got form there. They might not take me on again, but Camden might be like, who is this Cali Beat? and Bring it on, you know, until and they then, find out.
2: Yeah. And then I'll learn. They
4: won't do it twice.
2: That'll learn them, won't it?
4: So yeah, you can oh. see I've been really had a lot to do. That's why I've <laughs> yeah. been talking about things like this and doing <laughs> and doing this rather than just paying my money.
2: If you'd had gigs, do you think you'd have gone on to a gig and spoke about that around the time it was happening?
4: I like to think for the audience concerned, no, but yeah, probably. I probably would have done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Similarly, like now without a sort of any kind of arc to it, just a bit of a... Is that is that what that you do when chest. you
2: when you come up with stuff? You you just go on and you, you try it out? I just go on. Because <laughs> you compare it. Well, you compare a lot of gigs I've done. So you, that's a nice way of trying that sort of stuff out because it's sort of a natural chat about what you've been up to.
4: Yeah, I find it really, it's weird because I'm not, you obviously are good at writing jokes because that's what you do. And obviously, arguably, that's what I do as well. But I'm not very good at actually sitting, write, I'm really bad at sitting writing. I've got no self-discipline and not much confidence with it. So I have like ideas constantly, like everyone does, written down. And then like everyone, they're good, but they're not formed and they haven't got a punchline. Mm. And then whereas most people are like, well, I'll form them and I'll get a punchline, I I sometimes form them and it's always the wrong punchline so it's always i always think the thing that's funny is not the thing that ends up being funny which i know <laughs> welcome to being a comedian so someone will really laugh at one bit and i'm like oh, that isn't the joke and then i'll plow on to what yeah, i yeah. think is the joke and i'm like oh no that was the joke then that's that they were right not me <laughs> um but then the other thing i quite often do is i so i've got something that i've written down and i've thought about a couple of times but I've forgotten I was even thinking about it. And then something comes up with the audience MCing. That's why I love MCing so much. Uh, yeah. And then it comes up from somewhere. So someone will be like, oh, I'm a doctor or I'm an osteopath or something. And I think, oh, yeah, I had that material I was going to do. And it sort of comes to the surface, not as a fully formed anything, but the idea, the angle I had comes out. And then I have a exchange with someone, and then I'm like, oh, that's the funny then the bit that came out of the real exchange. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I like to say that makes me a genius because I can think on my feet, but I think it just means I'm really slow at writing material. And, and <laughs> it really, so if I had material about a gynecologist now, I just have to hope that at some point I get talking to a gynecologist <laughs> at a gig, or it'll never become material. So it's a bit limiting.
2: I mean, you will always speak to, speak to a gynecologist at a gig because that's the go to. Joke response that yeah. people always give. That's
4: true. Yeah.
2: Which is strange. Why is that the go the go to? Is is that, is that the funniest job? There it's is? just
4: the sort of equivalent of a kind of knob gag job, isn't it? It's like I'm going to give you what I think is a knob gag, only obviously yeah. not for a knob. So yeah, um I think that's probably what it is.
2: Because I hate it when people try and throw you. The best thing if you're an audience member. Because they do, because they feel a bit uncomfortable, I think, under pressure. And they feel like, oh, I've got to say something funny. And then they just say something that's really awkward. Whereas if they just said the real thing, it would all move nice and smoothly. You're not going to be really mean to them.
4: But I think like, being funny audience members trying to be funny is just a real problem isn't it um yeah especially when we're not being funny it's like leave the not being <laughs> funny to me and you to help me yeah. out but you've got the, it i think it just unless you're really it's very rare i think the things that get a laugh from audiences are always the things they didn't mean to be funny aren't they so almost always mm. if there's a big laugh it's because of something they said where they didn't mean to be funny or because they're playing the straight guy and you're sort of pissing around and then they get a good laugh because they they have the sort of upper hand but yeah. it's no it's all, all people who the other thing i find really hard um is those aggressively, laughy laughers? So you know people who are just <clears throat> laughing at everything, and they've got the loudest laugh in the room, but it's completely indiscriminate. So you'll yeah. be setting up a joke or coming down off a joke, and they're like booming with laughter, like it's the punchline, and it means you just can't do anything with timing because it's like, well, they're just going to yeah. laugh every ten seconds, whatever. And everyone,
2: happens. as soon as they laugh, everyone looks at them. The attention's yeah. away from what you've said. They think that they've now missed the joke because that person's laughing at it. Yeah. I hate that. I I try to reset them if that happens i won't keep that let that person carry on but well, you'll just them... say there
4: are no more jokes coming until yeah, you yeah. stop laughing yeah it's your get, own time get, you're wasting get out yeah
2: yeah but you can't it just won't work otherwise is I that
4: way you don't do much emceeing because if people laugh a lot, you're like, look, this isn't going to work.
2: It's, I don't do any gigs anymore because people laugh too much. Yeah, it's,
4: I've heard that about you. Really people say annoying. they don't want to book you because it's disruptive because of the laughter. <laughs> yes. They get noise <laughs> control complaints and everything. There's pe- venues getting shut down. It's a big problem. <laughs> Have you been doing lots? So you're recording your stuff for Just The Tonic, which sounds like a really – because it's, it's about having – I was thinking when I was looking at stuff in the seven minutes before we spoke, like jokes that haven't worked. This is like,
2: really funny because – I, I, I recorded with Jenny Collier yesterday and she said the exact same thing, but it was 10 minutes before.
4: 10 minutes before. Well, I spent yeah. seven minutes. And when I was looking, I was like, <laughs> actually, I had some quite good ideas. Like this time, I looked at basically what I'd written Around about this time last year, just before the first lockdown, because that's the stuff that either was new and I was trying,
2: yeah. or stuff
4: I was trying to polish up. And I was like, God, I had some really—I mean, it won't now when I tell you what some of it was, you'll be like, no, it isn't good. But it the won't stuff when I know, sell it. <laughs> but no, lots of stuff I'm not going to share now. But things that were—I um, was like, God, I had some really good ideas this time last year yeah. because life was going on and things were happening, and I was driving back from gigs. You know, when we all have our best ideas. And now, is so this before,
2: before the lockdown? Yeah,
4: before the lockdown. I think right. I mean, I've always normally been full of ideas um, mm. and just no capacity to translate <laughs> them into comedy. And now I've got neither. Uh, I've, I haven't even
3: got the
2: idea. <laughs> so that is because so, cause I find that when I gig and I come home with the adrenaline, my brain is in comedy mode and Me I come too. up with a lot more stuff like that. So Me you, too. So, you, so you find I do have to try and kickstart my brain into gear And sometimes I can just, I'll watch an old clip, just an old bit of set, and that can help just get back into that mindset.
4: Because I find watching myself just makes me depressed. I'm really, really i really struggle to watch or listen to myself. That's
2: why I I don't watch you.
4: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Oh, (laughs) you see, (laughs) I've still got it.
2: Singers, (laughs) go fuck yourself. (laughs) (laughs)
4: <laughs> you've really worked out how to keep your keep your podcast guests from going oh sorry wi-fi's down uh but <laughs> no it's um it, but it's trying to find a way to sort of that, that's why your thing you're doing for just the tonic is really good so making your having to do like little clips mm. and i that's partly why the podcast's been good for me my podcast which i'll mention again because what, what it's made that? me sort of yeah got a rival podcast um <laughs> it's about jokes it's people talking about stuff that just didn't quite work and like their process and you know stuff like that it's good people sean walsh is a regular on it it's nice but um yeah so it's but it's about sort of it's you not know, is it
2: that's not you That's a joke right
4: no no he's co-hosting it with me and the and it's jokes, jokes. jokes with mark it's here yeah
2: Oh, that's, that's that's awkward because this is that's what this one's called.
4: Is it? That's weird. Oh, well, I came up with mine about two years ago. Just haven't done it till now, So
2: yeah, I did. I came up with mine two and a half actually. I think. Did you? I, I, it was another version of this one before. But this did
4: it was it ratified by Lewisham Council or did you just think you <laughs> came up with it? Because you know, I know how to get the red tape and the rubber stamp on ideas. Oh. But no, it is a, it is hard to come up with ideas without. So doing doing my podcast which has little sort of funny bits at the beginning and end and then interviews um it even just writing those little bits and thinking about the interviews was really good because it made me sort of go right and and you're then on sort of perky broadcast mode instead of just sitting because it's quite hard to sit at home and write stuff and be funny when it's just really depressing and you hate everyone you're with Uh, every day and you wish it would end (laughs) isn't it it's just not funny
2: but yeah but it's just like seeing the same walls all day and doing the same walk every day it is hard to because i usually i sit in a cafe and there's always sort of stuff going on and and that can sort of spark ideas here in other people's conversations and whatnot but yeah it is i have days now where my brain's in gear and i just i've got loads of ideas and then some days where just nothing is coming at all
4: I just have the other, those days, the ones with nothing. And then I do, so like after this, I've got to record a couple of bits for my thing. And I deliberately am going to do it right after we speak. Cause I'm like, okay, so I've had some human interaction Mm. on the subject of comedy. Maybe then I'll be able to write and record a couple of things that might be kind of passable. But I I think that, yeah, I think there is something to be said for needing to be out because the gigging, it's not even, you know, we do or don't stay and watch everybody, don't we, depending on what we're up to and whether mm. we can bear it and who's on. But even the st- sort of stupid chats you have, wait, like you and I have had some, you know, chats. I've, I've written some of your best material, haven't I, in the sort <laughs> of playgrounds of primary schools in Berkshire, <laughs> waiting to go on at school fates. Things oh, what like happened? that. No, we haven't, I haven't really written anything. We've sometimes sort of like, well, haven't we've I talked about I think material. there was a
2: joke that we, we, we were discussing before. What there was,
4: was a joke and I wrote it and you took it.
2: I remember you saying that and I remember that not being true.
4: No, that was true. Yeah, you just <laughs> took it. You just went off with it. What yeah. was
2: it? it? No, what? No, I tell you, it was a conversation and something, you said something and I I, I remember this. I did a sort of a quick, a, a quick, what do you call it? Response to it, which was the joke aspect. Uh, okay, you, so I just but, said... But you, you, you argued, but you, but without your bit, it wouldn't have been a thing. But the the joke bit i still say was mine i can't even remember what it was
4: so i said something like look someone's left an ocado bag on a peg you then said something that made that a zinger and i said that's my joke about an ocado bag and you were like yes yeah.
2: that's what yeah. happened yeah
4: okay good well we've got the same memory then you liked anyway your eyes lit up and you I feel like
2: i gonna be a tribunal after this
4: <laughs> there is i'm very <laughs> litigious now so there you go
2: i wish i could remember what it was can you not remember what that was
4: no, I mean my life's been dull, but that was three years ago, uh, and I can't remember the joke that you took from me at a primary school. I do I'd remember like, the primary I'd school; like... it was nice. We were sitting by the. You were lockers. just dropping me off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was I was dropping you off and I was like don't cry I'll be back yeah I'll be back with your apple and your lunchbox at lunchtime so yeah I think there is but those sort of those chats where your mates um get mistaken for your kid or take your jokes those we miss those now don't we and it's quite hard to get the energy like i am like some- of to
2: stress that, that <laughs> it wasn't your joke
4: okay I mean being a joke thief is frowned upon isn't it as a comic so yeah yeah Because I do lots of corporate speaking, and even though I'm like booked as a humorous corporate speaker, so in the business world, it's quite easy to be really funny because most business speakers aren't particularly funny. So a little goes a really long way. So I do use elements of being a comedian, but I'm not booked as a comedian. I'm booked as a keynote speaker. And then when I go from that, which is lightly funny, loads of kind Mm. of more meaningful content, to the obviously the opposite on stage, which is just going for the laughs, I almost forget. I kind of forget when I'm writing who I even am because I spent all week preparing <laughs> these speeches, and then I'm like, "What is it I'm doing as a comedian?" Yeah. And, and then the balance at the moment has gone too far. I'm not complaining about the corporates because they, are what, you know, pay for the roof over our heads. Um, but, <laughs> but it's but it's really I find it hard to like be. You almost need to just effortlessly feel like, "Yeah, this is what I do. This is who I am." I've left the gig. I am a comic, and I'll write something yeah, now. Yeah. And if you have to kind of go remind yourself that's who you even are. Um does that make any sense?
2: Yeah, but I mean were you were you writing for a show? Because if were you do like were you writing towards an Edinburgh show or anything like no, that? No, I wasn't. Before? No,
4: cuz I so I wasn't going to be going to Edinburgh anyway uh, last summer. So I hadn't got any so the last show I did was 18 months ago. So this mm. year wouldn't have been an Edinburgh show anyway. And again, I think maybe I really admire people who've managed to still write shows in lockdown and trialling them in a virtual world. I mean, it's Mm. not so much the, in a way, I think trialling a show, doing your previews virtually is amazing because you probably get more people than if you drive to wherever the hell it is and four people turn up. So I think it's a great way to trial material and maybe we can all have preview season on Zoom going forward. Mm. But the writing it, how anyone's come up with an hour of new on their own at home, I just take my hats off to them because i couldn't oh, have done it thanks very much have you is that what you've
2: done yeah i've kept writing and i've been doing um every sort of three months i'll do a, a zoom to my mailing list and just to try stuff out um and that's that's sort of kept me busy because it's given me a goal to write towards because if i say i'm going to do the show on this date
4: you i have, have to, to do it. it
2: so that that's really helps yeah but <laughs> i don't i don't know how it would be doing a proper show like that because with my stuff it's lucky because all I need to know is I've got enough good jokes for the the hour and then I can craft a show out of it but I don't know what it's like to actually do an actual proper Edinburgh show on Zoom I don't know if that's even doable really
4: it does seem really hard because also you're picking up on quite subtle things aren't you in a preview um, if you're trying to do stuff that's got a bit of a story and a bit of other stuff but you're really good at writing like you just there are some weeks when I throw out loads of stuff on social media, and and sort of, I guess that's partly how we trial stuff, right? Or you've got an idea and you put it out there. Yours, I know, you literally put gags out there, and I'll put out a sort of concept out there and see what people think of it. Yeah. But some weeks I just don't or some days, they, those just aren't coming to me. Like there are some days I'm like, I don't know what my original funny thought is today. I don't think I've, I just don't think I've had one today.
2: Yeah. What? Well, so what have you? Have you got some stuff down?
4: I've got some you... stuff down. Yeah. What have you got? So this is stuff that kind of should work, but hasn't, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
4: So I've got, I think with me, it's anytime I try and do something subtle or clever, everyone's like, oh no, that's not what we signed up for. <laughs> we yeah. just want you to lead us to water and make us drink. So um, I haven't really got that. Well, I'll tell you a couple that I'm, that I'm still determined are gonna work one day. Um, so I've got one about, um, so let me just think how to, I can't remember anything cause I'm obviously not gigging at the moment. So, yeah, um, I'm an admirer of Elizabeth Warren. You know, Elizabeth Warren, the US senator, um, she got, there was, yeah, she was famously silenced by um, the US Senate, by a load of blokes in the US Senate. And in the transcript afterwards, it said, nevertheless, she persisted. And that's been taken on in the States as like a sort of feminist mantra. And there were like T-shirts and baseball caps and key rings. And a friend of mine in the States sent me this T-shirt and it had written on it in massive letters, nevertheless, she persisted. And I thought that was such a brilliant, inspirational, sort of feminist quote to have on a sweatshirt. And I wanted to wear that sweatshirt here tonight, but it makes me look fat. <laughs> See, titter. So I think that's—I like that because it subverts. <laughs> and that joke works better, even better uh, than your poker face. It works better. What are you if talking about? Uh, that was
2: a good. That was a solid. Po- that was a solid podcast laugh. That
4: was it. Well, yeah, of to, course it was. You have to make a noise instead of just looking like you're. Very, I did noise. Yeah, you did noise. Um, I did noise. I did did noise. I knew I should have sent you to a proper school. But um, that joke works better. Like, I really like the joke. And obviously, Mm. I don't know. I used to do it about Elizabeth Warren when she was running for... um, Shall I
2: tell you why it took me a little while to properly sort of laugh and enjoy it? Because I was looking for for more play on the phrase rather than the fact that it was a feminist point. Do you know what I mean?
4: I do, and it's too... So that, yeah, so this, so I was doing it that way when she was running against Bernie Sanders and Joe Biden to um, as the uh, Democratic candidate over there, so it was kind of more topical. And now I've been doing it. I keep bringing it back. I did loads of International Women's Day gigs recently, and I had it about a t-shirt nice. that my daughter sent to me for International Women's Day and it just says strong female lead on it. And I was like, that's such a cool thing to get from my daughter. And then I do the same punchline. But I, I just think it's too subtle. Um, people are like, what? So, and then if I say, oh, it's just shit. There's that as well. Um, so then if I say at the start, are you guys, or one time I did it and I said, is everyone all right with the F word? And everyone would be like, yeah. And I'd be like, feminism. So I get a little get laughed for that. <laughs> and then it's obviously set it up as this is going to be a feminist gag. Mm. And then, but sometimes that gag's got massive, Laughs most of the time, it gets nothing.
2: Well, like it it depends because you could take the subtle more subtlety out of it by the phrase being something like, Don't worry what people think of you. Do you know what I mean? So it's a bit more related to how you look,
4: yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. I'm writing this down. Is this really how you help us all become better comedians? This podcast.
2: Well, I feel like I owe you because I've stolen so many of your jokes (laughs)
4: before. (laughs)
2: oh i didn't know that i thought you and dad were married
4: (laughs) we were never married you know that you know my joke about not getting married to a dutch man um
2: um so so that way yeah so so if it's more related i think sometimes because it's a really clever bit but sometimes you have to spell it out more i always prefer clever over obvious but sometimes you have to just do it to get everyone on board
4: it's also quite out of keeping with a lot of the rest of the stuff I do so again I sometimes think and because it's more of a bit of a standalone bit sometimes it's a bit like well that's not what we thought you were going to be doing
2: I think in in what way because of your because of the things you talk about and your attitudes
4: well I do think when I looked at what I do and I really don't want to be this person but I have I do have stuff about, you know, politics and, you know, feminism and whatever else, but I do also seem to, it does seem to come back to dating. There's quite a bit about dating and bits about sex, but more sort of not not loads about sex. And I think there's probably something about, I don't know if it's, I know female comics, if they mention sex once in their set, everyone's like, why do you always talk about sex so as a bloke right, and do yeah, half yeah. their set on that? And perhaps you get that even more as an older woman. People are like, I really didn't need to hear that. Maybe
0: not. I don't
4: I had a gag that I was doing I talk a bit about sleeping with women as well as men less so now because I'm with somebody who's a man so it feels less current even though so it's kind of like well, I, you, know, you talk about things that are actually happening don't you rather than this is something that I've done or that yeah, I'm really. into but I don't do it anymore or haven't done right. it for a while whatever but I had a joke about so after having said you know that I sleep with men as well as women and I do joke about you know because at my age and with a you know autistic parent of an autistic teenager and with my ginger hair you've got to cast the net wide you know and then I'd say some stuff about you know um and I'd say you know and then there's the question do lesbians even exist if no men are watching so w- which <laughs> which I think is if I've said I sleep with women it's clearly not me having a pop at lesbians because I'm saying I sleep with I sleep with women but again yeah, some yeah. people it's me having a pop at blokes being ignorant enough to think that yeah. that that women do that for their titillation so it's totally yes. a pop at men mm. But it, I, in, in the room, it very often got a response of people getting really offended and going, I can't believe you say this shit like that on stage. Like, it's really kind of homophobic. And I'm thinking, no, oh, really? it's t- it's hetero malephobic. phobic is what is, it is.
2: Is that, is that a response from, like, a general, few, quite a few people in the audience? Or is it more specific few people?
4: That... It often would be um, people, you know, LGBTQ pluses. So it would be people who, yeah, quite often fit women. So, you know, queer women, lesbians who would just be really not right. happy that I was saying that, even though I can see if if I'm saying that as a comment with, I was going to say no skin in the game, but, you know, as somebody <laughs> who's sort of from afar commenting on aspects of sexuality that I don't know, understand anything about, but because I said it from the context of...
2: But it's so, it's yeah. so clearly tongue in cheek.
4: Yeah, what exactly. As a, as a lot of lesbian material is. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So that's another one that I think is, I like it have you but...
2: had anyone specifically come up to you and talk to you about yeah, it yeah a couple and of people say, and what did they actually say their issue was did they because the, the trouble with comedy is sometimes people just don't understand the mechanics of comedy and then it's very difficult to argue with them about it because they just
4: don't get it but it's a bit like you know i this is me going back to my with my business corporate speaking head on but when i'm talking to people about having like difficult you know when i used to be an executive coach and i'd be telling talking to people about how to have difficult conversations and then they'd be like yeah but the person i manage is like really volatile and over emotional and they can't take feedback and i'd say yeah but it's your job as the manager you've got to you've got to take into account the recipient of your feedback and it's not all right to go well they're really hard to deal with well yeah but Mm. they're your person who's hard to deal with what are you going to do differently so I suppose as a comic I do think I do believe in sort of thinking well do you know what will the audience if enough people are having that opinion or if I really am I would hate to think I'm offending somebody I would hate there to be kind of you know audience members who feel that they're getting Enough shit from society without me standing up saying moronic stuff about them. So uh, I think basically so
2: annoying, isn't it? It
4: is that they don't get it. But then if if it could offend people, I mean I'm probably I'm not very risky in what I'll do. Like I, some comics are like, yeah, fuck it, you know, seventy percent of the room might like me, and thirty percent will hate me, and I'm down with that. I find that really difficult. And if I'm properly offending anyone or upsetting anyone, I just don't feel comfortable doing it. Which maybe means I'll never be as as good Um, a comic as some people.
2: Uh, no, I don't think so because you'll because you'll be getting more laughs because just everyone will like the stuff. Do you know if you if you like that? Because I'm I'm the same. I, if I don't, if if majority like if I think I want eighty like I don't know about percentages, but I want a high percentage of everyone to be on board. So if a bit is consistently not getting some of the audience, I won't do it. What are the so bits the that laughs?
4: you've probably talked about this? Given that this is what your podcast's about, um, but is are there, because we've all got bits right, that we really like, that never quite get enough, but we just like doing them and we're just determined they're really our best bits. Yeah, um, yeah. And I guess, what, <laughs> have you talked on the podcast about what your ones are that you just think are great gags even though no one's buying them?
2: But I like, there's one that I, I don't do because of that reason really very often unless something comes up in chatting to someone. And it actually, um, I think, I think Time Out listed it as one of their favourite jokes of my show from that year which was weird because it never hit, which I, so I could never really understand why they picked it. But I like the joke, which is um, I was on driving here, flicked on the radio, started listening to magic, which was rubbish. It's quite a visual art form, which I really <laughs> like as a joke. It's
4: excellent. But, See, I'm but, doing podcast laughing.
2: <laughs> See, it's not a big laugh, but I I accepted. That yeah, was a, a yeah. good, solid one. But I think I think the trouble with that is um, I'm not sure magic is across country I'm that's, not 100% whether that's the case.
4: Maybe it's that. Because, yeah, listening to magic, I remember when I had – this is um, a slight tangent, but I remember when I had my child, um, you know, after I'd had – you know, after you, my, our second, your sibling. So when I had Ella, I'm I had a – Obviously, I did. would remember that I'd had her, but I remember having um, a water birth at this, like, hippie kind of, like, home birthing centre that I decided would be a really good place to go to in the, you know, 90s. And they were, and I went in and they were playing Magic FM, and I was in massively painful labour, and it annoyed the <laughs> shit out of me, and it made me so angry. Like the water birth felt, or it just made me furious because I, and I was working at MTV at the time. I was like, there's no way I'd listen to Magic FM. So now I'm very aware of what it is. Maybe it's a bit what's more. The rid-
2: best, what's the best radio station for giving birth?
4: I think you want something kind of like more. What did I listen to in the end? You want something, you definitely don't want something peaceful you're like i'm not you're feeling like a warrior going and you're like going to rip someone's head off if they get in your way it's a very it's primal a thing. classical
0: like no you don't want really classical you might
4: life. want like rock or something you don't you, i don't know what you do yeah, yeah. meatloaf bat out of hell that kind of thing i don't know Bat but, out of
2: hell there you go that's perfect
4: <laughs> but i think um, yes yeah, it's, it's funny when you have i had a joke um again got picked um a few edinburgh's ago picked as a sort of best gag by the standard or somebody and i again it just doesn't normally work so i would say i'd say my son's also dyspraxic and i'd say put your hands up if you know what um what (laughs) dyspraxic is and people put their hands up and i'd be like and if you are dyspraxic put it down again you'll have someone's eye out which i (laughs) think i think that's a good gag but i suppose if people don't know what dyspraxia i suppose you have to set it up somehow you
2: know what dyspraxic isn't actually as commonly known I don't think as as like dyslexic or something like that because I know because one of my mates is dyspraxic but but I think I've tried to write a joke about dyspraxia once and it never it didn't really work couldn't get pen to
4: paper (laughs) yeah I think so that was um so I I think I never know with me if it's that my act is such that people aren't expecting something that's a slower burn and and more subtle because because I'm a bit
2: do you think saying coordination would be too on the nose? Literally, who probably would be.
4: Yeah, you <laughs> um, see, but... look at us, we're on fire and no one's getting any of this. Um, I just think it needs to be,
2: if, if, it's got to be something, yeah, it's too obvious to It's say. too obvious it's...
4: and it's almost like, and then if you did explain what it was, you, maybe you need a beat between, if you know what dyspraxia is, put your hand up and, um, I guess then you could say really quickly yes well, it's a, you could say very like 3 second 1 second that's what it is right put your hand down if you've got it once you've explained what it is I don't know do
2: you think do you think maybe put your hand up if you've got dyspraxia or or so, so you get to the point quicker and then hit a punchline after that
4: yeah without the setup about my son you mean um
2: if uh, if you know um put your hands up if you don't know yeah, I want to get to the point where you don't want them to put their hands up because it's dangerous. Yeah, do you know what I mean? So, um, uh, I did a gig the other day. So, put your hands up if you know about this. Oh, I don't know. I feel like there's some. I feel like there's a, 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 a more direct route to it.
4: And it's going to have the
2: because if they put their hands up, and then the, the dyspraxia guys have got their hands up, technically they would have hurt someone on the if that's your theory yeah
4: they'd have hurt someone on the way up
2: already yeah Yeah. so i feel like um oh there you go there you go okay hands up if you know what dyslexia is the hands go up okay hands up if you know what something else is hands go up okay hands down keep your hands down if you know what dyspraxia is or you've got like if you've got dyslexia hands up yeah and and then then the third one be um, and keep your hands exactly where they are if you've got dyspraxia or something like that that doesn't feel quite right but yeah. that might be another angle yeah for that because that, I feel like that's yeah
4: I'm right is this really so this is really a joke clinic with Mark Simmons isn't it where we come in you're like yeah it's a good idea but this <laughs> is how
2: really. to do it. it it's a good idea and there's something to it Then I think it's worth try- hashing out a bit
4: I think you're, um, this is me being very nice to you, not just because you're my son, but I do think you're very good at, um, when you're you're very, I guess, because of the nature of the kind of comedy you do, you're very good at noticing at gigs. So, somebody like me who does more longer stories. So, most of my gags, as you know, are sort of built into, you know, a Mm. context of this little three minute bit about my kid or this thing about my age or being Dutch or whatever. And Mm -hmm. then you're really good at going, oh, I really like that bit about whatever. But if you thought about, that going on the top of it but you're really because you did that with one of my dutch things where i say you know i met my kid's dad he's my kids are half dutch met their dad um in amsterdam not what you expect from a hen weekend and then you said you know just add on my hen weekend weekend oh, yeah, yeah, uh which yeah, yeah, is yeah. which has worked really well it just gets an extra oh, nice little laugh yeah oh
2: wicked oh, oh great you. i've forgotten oh, about now, that
4: on air
2: oh that's yeah. nice i'm cutting out the other bit you slagged me off earlier i'm just keeping this bit in
4: <laughs> well people know if i slag you it's just because i'm it's just it's just professional rivalry and it's because i can't bear the level of your success for another ginger comedian would you, would you call yourself ginger or, or strawberry blonde
2: well other people do
4: What Um, what, do
2: you prefer? I don't care. It really doesn't bother me. I'll tell you what I find funny when, because it doesn't bother me at all. Like you used to get a bit of stick at school than that, but I was... I I was there to protect you though,
4: so it was okay.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it's when people, when someone, so so if I'm on stage and someone heckles me ginger, that doesn't bother me. But when they say ginger and then someone else in the audience goes, oh, like that. They're yeah. reacting like it's a bad thing. Yeah, it's not a bad thing. It like, i shouldn't yeah, have, have mentioned it. it.
4: Yeah, you can't have said that to him because that's such an affliction. He's like, how could you be so cruel? Yeah, as it's, to a, say it's, a, to
2: him? it's absolute madness. Like, it doesn't bother me in the slightest. You, got to own, a- it. you yeah. got to own it, yeah. You own it. Callie Beaten! hashtag Awooga. Callan, Callan? Callie. Callan. Uh, Callie, basically, I was, I put the two together. Callan. You did. Callie and Beaten. Callan. Uh, quite a good name, really. For a man, probably. Callen. I, I'm talking, Callum. I'm talking, I'm talking. Oh, you've sort of lost the plot, mate. I'm talking garbage, Joe. Um, but I was basically, all the time, if I'm honest with you, I'll talk about my train of thought there and why it went a bit haywire.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I was thinking, Callie Beaton, and I thought, oh, Beaton, a, there's a wordplay there. And in my yeah. head, I was like, oh, I'll try and think of that. And then I started thinking, Joel's going to be thinking of one as well, and I
3: want to beat him to it. And <laughs> well, I was going to sing, I was going to sing, Callie Beaton knows how to party to the tune of California by Tupac but you sort of went on this weird Callan tangent and there was just no room for it
2: oh so you weren't even going down the beaten word more made. the
3: Cali more the Cali California route Cali beaten.
2: Not on the pl- I used to love a bit yeah. of Tupac back in the day when I was a basketball legend <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about why are you laughing just it's a funny image, Mark. It was a funny image, actually. I was very like i filled out a bit now, so but I used to be very skinny, mm. and I used to wear basketball jerseys.
3: I'd love to see a picture of you in a basketball and,
2: jersey uh, and baggy trousers. Oh, like good stuff! Yeah, like I was. Oh, what was I thinking? <laughs> I like basketball though. And I wanted to fit in. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so. <clears throat> Great episode that. If you enjoyed the episode, uh, any feedback at jokes with Mark across all social media, go check out Callie Beaton's social media, which is kiddalo, calliebeaton.com or something. You'll find it. Just Google <laughs> Callie. Oh, actually, if you if you look it up on social media when I've posted it, her handle will be on there. So mm. uh, go check out her profile. And I'll tell you what, why are there? Why not give the podcast a share? If you're enjoying the podcast, let the world know. We want more people listening, don't we, Joel? We we want to spread we the do. spread the jokes, love. Um so we should uh probably well we've got to, we've got lots of things to record now, Joel. But we but we've got to do another intro, haven't we, Joel, for uh the Cali Beaton bonus episode, uh which will be over on the Patreon. Uh before you know it, probably now. Mm-hmm. Um now. It sort of depends when you could be now decide to upload it. Basically. Yeah. Which, which will be probably now. Um, okay. And uh, and then we're going to record another episode of uh, 361 jokes, five at a time, um, yes. which uh, I'm very much looking
3: forward to. I've got the jokes ready to talk to you about. and It's uh, fast becoming the highlight of my week. Is it? Yeah. That, I, I mean, that probably just says more about my week. <laughs> Don't, <laughs> Don't sell
2: it, mate. But... It's been going down really well. Oh, and on that note, um, what we thought we'd do, because obviously no one knows... If you're not on the Patreon, you don't really know what this new podcast is. Uh, we On Monday, we are going to upload one of the episodes to give you a little taster to see what you think. Um, so you can look forward to that. That'll be on the normal feed uh, on Monday. Uh, I'm rambling, Joel. Is anything more from you? Nothing more from me, Mark. Anything more from you? Nothing more from me, Joel. Hashtag walk, everybody.